Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freak of nature to me. Yeah, can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. Is that hard to turn the knobs? Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Overtime. I am Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. Nice little rain shower we got here just before we went on the air here in the Gila Valley. Also, if uh, you had not heard yet, uh, US 60 at Globe Miami is closed in both directions due to more flooding. So a lot of rain in that system. So if you're traveling or planning on traveling through that area, it is closed due to flooding again today in a different area too. So Maybe they fixed the first one, but the rain came from a second area. I'm not real sure. Uh, It is eight-man football week as we are kicking off the high school football season. There is only eight-man football games this week. No no other conference plays this week, so the eight-man teams get a chance to be the only game in town, and because of that, we will be in Duncan on Friday night as the Duncan Wildcats will host the Fort Thomas Apaches. And so we'll spend most of the day today talking about eight-man football. We'll look at some eight-man records, uh, which some of some local players, ex-players hold. We'll talk about that. The series between Duncan and Fort Thomas, which is surprisingly short. And uh, some notes from yesterday's AIA board meeting. Uh, not much came out of that, but we'll, we'll hit on that. And also the announcement from Eastern Arizona College yesterday uh, about them adding soccer in 2023 but first well I kind of I kind of got the what's going on before that but you know that's what we're gonna do today it's still this is only the second show of the year I'm still trying to figure out buttons um is what happens when you're not in the studio every day. Buttons change, consoles change, software changes. We'll figure it all out. So let's just jump right into uh, the schedule for this week for the 1A. Uh, Fredonia at Phoenix Country Day School, Phoenix, or excuse me, Phoenix Day School, Day School for the Deaf has been canceled. Uh, Williams is at Cicero Prep. Superior will be at Desert Heights Prep Academy. Fort Thomas at Duncan, like we mentioned. Salome will be at Hayden. Uh, Anthem Prep will be at Joseph City, Baghdad at Mojave Accelerated, Mugion at Tempe Prep, and Ray will be down in Alfreda to take on Valley Union on Friday night. And that's it. That's the only games this Friday. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Eighteen, uh, actually eight games. Sixteen teams in action across the state of Arizona on Friday night, and one of them will be in Duncan. I'm excited to see. It's been I, – I was going to do some research to see how long it's been since we've done an eight-man football game. And it's probably been since Pima moved up to 11-man. That last year that they were in eight-man when they were playing in the state championships over at uh, Maricopa High School. Has to be, I think. But we've had some great eight-man games. Eight-man I, – I played a couple of years of eight-man growing up down in Elfrida playing at Valley Union High School. 
And eight-man is just different. Uh, obviously, you're missing three guys aside uh, compared to normal. It, it's, it's a faster game. It's a more high-scoring game. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting game. Uh, and I'm excited to see one. It's been a long time since I've seen an eight-man game. So um, I'm excited to see one Friday night, and we'll be able to bring it all to you here on KATO, online at GilaValleyCentral.net as well, on any mobile device. Uh, you'll be able to to hear that uh, game anywhere you're able to get Wi-Fi or cell service. You'll be able to hear it. Also, um, if you go to the GilaValleyCentral.net broadcast page, at the very bottom of the page, there's a live scoreboard. So score scores with local teams will update automatically throughout the evening. So uh, if you're there hanging out or even if you're on your phone, you can just refresh it and, and you'll get score updates. I mean, that's a little bit more important when there's more than one game going on starting next week when all the teams start playing. Uh, but just if you're if you're new if you're new to Gila Valley sports this year, uh, that is one place where you can get the scores updated. And the nice part is if if you are posting scores online on social media throughout the game, uh, the software just grabs those, and so um, you could be helping keep the score update. So um, if you're at games, go ahead and update scores on your social media, and uh, they'll be updated on Gila Valley Central as well uh let's take a look at eight man record book uh, there's some local names some some current some not so current i'm not going to call them old but some not so current local folks on the list and we're just going to go down the list i printed this off from from az preps 365 just before the show jose garcia and seth polanski do a nice job keeping the archives up there and they keep them updated so during the season, several times, if I, if I see a player have a, a great ball game or a breakout game, I will always follow up with the AIA that next Monday saying, hey, I, we had a kid in the area do this, this, and this. Is it in the record? Does it put them in the record books? And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. So let's go down. Touchdowns in a game was set in 2004 by Vincent Alvarado from Seligman. He had 10 touchdowns in a single game against Canyon State Academy which is the old Arizona boys ranch. Uh, but right behind him in 2002, Duncan grad Cale Merrill had nine touchdowns against Superior. And those two sit atop that list. Touchdowns in a season, 49 touchdowns in one season. Scotty Finnerty from Baghdad in 2017, he broke the 30-year-old, uh, the 39-year-old record, 40-year-old record of Chuck Antoni from Salome, who had 48 in 1980. That has sat there for a long time, but in 2017, Finnerty broke it from Baghdad. Uh, Dallin to Spain from Mugion in, thir- in uh, 13 had 39 touchdowns. Uh, Valley Union's Jarrett Lucinia in 2015 had 37. And Curtis Hancock in 2015 at Pima High School had 34 touchdowns in a season. That puts him in the top 10 as well. Career, this Chuck Antoni fella from uh, Salome, I've got to do a little research on him. He had 95 career touchdowns um, at Salome from 1977 to 1980. He is the all-time leader. Matt Munsell from Scottsdale Prep from 2010 to 2013 had 94 touchdowns. Uh, Cale Merrill from 2010 to 2013 at Duncan had 71 touchdowns. That puts him in the middle of the pack there. Points per game, uh, Vincent Alvarado again, who has the touchdowns in a game from Seligman, 
had 60 points in a game. Cale Merrill scored 54 points in a game against Superior in 2012, the same one that he scored nine uh, rushing or nine touchdowns against as well. And that's what I was talking about with eight-man football. You can score a bunch, and if you've got a guy the other guys, other team can't stop, it's going to be a long night. Cale uh, Merrill also comes in at points per game, so he holds the second spot and the tenth spot as he had 44 points against Fort Thomas in 2011. Uh, points in a season, Scott Finnerty from Baghdad, um, and nobody locally shows up in the top ten of that list. Points in a career, Arlie McNeil from Patagonia High School, 688 points in a career from 85 to 88. Nobody's going to touch that one. I mean, it's he's 60 points in a career ahead of Matt Munsell from Scottsdale Christian or Scottsdale Prep and Muggione Williams, Muggione Dungan. There's Kale Merrill in um, Kale Merrill coming in with 442 total points in his career at Duncan High School. Rushing yards in a game. A couple of uh, my old alma mater, a lot of my old alma mater in this list. Um, 532 yards la- set last year by Jacob Sonke at Valley Union against Mojave Accelerated. Uh, that was that was a great performance by him in that one. That broke the 1985 record of Ozzy Anaya from Valley Union High School. He set that against against Bowie. And then sitting in third spot is Carol Mer- Kale Merrill again from Duncan High School against Superior in 2012 with that 453-yard rushing game as well. And Kale Merrill against Valley Union in 2013 had 395 yards rushing as well. And in another game in 2017, Wes Conyers from Duncan had 377 yards rushing against St. David. That's those that, Those are huge games. I mean... And you can get multiple of those a year in the eight-man level because, like I said, if you've got the guy, the guy's going to do – I mean, it sounds cliche. He's going to do whatever he wants all over the field. Rushing yards in a season, that is owned by Dallin Despain of Monkey Own, 2,494 rushing yards set in 2013. That broke Gary Hall's record from 2005 at Canyon State Academy. Kel Merrill has 2,005 total rushing yards in his career as well. Oh, in a season. Oh, where am I at? Where am I at? That was rushing yards in a season. Rushing yards in a career. Arlie McNeil, Patagonia High School, leads that one. Uh, Kale Merrill is third overall in 1A at 5,210 rushing yards in his career from 2010 to 2013. And Wes Conyer from t- 2015 to 2018 at Duncan High School has 3,186 yards. Rushing touchdown in a game, that one is owned by Kale Merrill. He had nine rushing touchdowns against Superior. He also had seven rushing touchdowns against Fort Thomas in 2011. Rushing touchdowns in a season, uh, nobody from the area in that one. It's owned by David Soto of Patagonia from 2008. Rushing touchdowns in a career, Dallin Despain from Mugione. We've heard his name. Kale Merrill sits third with 68 rushing touchdowns in his career. Um, and completions in a game. This is complete passing completions in a game is owned by Aiden Wright from Scottsdale Prep from 2011. He had 34 completions in a game. In a game, guys. Uh, that broke the 2012 record. Of J.R. Tesse from Fort Thomas, he had 32 completions in 2012. 
Uh, Todd Stringfellow in 2018 had 30 completions against Valley Union in a game. So Fort Thomas um, high up in the completion category. Completions in a season. Aiden Wright from Scottsdale Prep in 2011 had 174. He sits just ahead of Todd Stringfellow from Fort Thomas. In 2018, Todd had 170 completions. And in 2019, he had 166 completions for the Fort Thomas Apaches. And in the uh, completions in a career is owned by Israel Lovall. Uh, Anybody that follows 1A sports is not surprised. He had a great career at Baghdad, 464 career completions in three seasons. Uh, Travis Davis is sits second from St. David, uh, 450. Uh, Todd Stringfellow is fourth with 344. And Evan Stringfellow has 307. So between the two Stringfellows, 647 completions while at Fort Thomas High School. That is impressive. And passing attempts in a game, uh, let's see, J.R. Tesse had 52 in that 2012 game where he completed 32. Aiden Wright, who owns the – so here's – so so J.R. Tesse was 52 or 32 of 52. Aiden Wright was 34 of 71 in his – in his game. We're talking about 1A high school football records. If you're just joining, go, what is this guy talking about? That's what we're talking about. 1A high school football records as we dig a little bit deeper into 1A football this week. Uh, passing attempts in a season, Todd Stringfellow from Fort Thomas sits ninth with 256. Uh, passing attempts in a career, Todd Stringfellow at 515, Evan Stringfellow at 479, both from Fort Thomas. Touchdown passes in a game belongs to Bailey Anderson from Gilbert Christian from 2013. And then Israel Lovall, Zachary Lovall, and Israel Lovall again. And here's one that's a blast from the past. 1974, Rick Lines, Pima versus St. David. Had eight touchdown passes in the game. And that, that, was, the, that was the state record until 2010 when Zach Lovall passed it. And then all the other records above it now has been us since then. Touchdown passes in a season. Israel Lovall with 59. In 16, Israel Lovall with 58 and 17, and Israel Lovall with 50 in 2015. That ki- that kid was a great baseball pitcher as well. Uh, Todd Stringfellow. Um, so touchdown passes. Then we go touchdown passes in a career. Uh, Lovall. So this is how good Israel Lovall was. Just, I mean, he's from Baghdad. I know he's not from the area, but I just want to pass this on. 167 career touchdown passes in three seasons for Israel Lovall. That is 73 above the second place guy. <laughs> That's how much, how many more touchdown passes Lovall threw in his career. Uh, passing yards in a game, Kyle Stringfellow from 2015 had 445 for Fort Thomas against NFL yet. That comes in at number 10. Passing yards in a season. For Fort Thomas, Todd Stringfellow with 25.77 and 19, and he had 24.45 and 18. Passing yards in a career, Israel Lovall threw for 9,289 yards in three seasons. Um, Fort Thomas's Todd Stringfellow finished with 5,104 in his three seasons. Receptions in a game, um, in 2019, Jay Edwards had 14 for Joe City against Fort Thomas. And Trevor Deason had 13 against Pima in 2012. 
uh, receptions in a season. Kane Langley in 2015 had 71 for Fort Thomas. And receptions in a career belongs to Paul Hatcher from Tucson Christian, 82 to 85. He had 221 career receptions. Kane Langley finishes sixth in the list with 122 on the list. Now receiving yards in a game. Now we're getting to the receivers. Receivers yards, receiving yards in a game um, for the area. Fort Thomas's Cheston Tesse had 279 in one game in 2012. And Manny Carasosa had 233 for Fort Thomas against Duncan in 2016. And Drake Olivar had 1,049 receiving yards in a season for in 2018. That is 10th on the list. And in a career, Kane Langley finishes 7th on the list with 2,005 in his career. Touchdown catches in a game. Nobody from here shows up. Uh, touchdown catches in a season. Again, nobody. Touchdown catches in a career. Nobody from here. Extra points in a game. Nobody kicks an eight-man. I mean, although Baghdad against Orem, Damian, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mispronounce his last name. I watched him in the All-Star game at Duncan that year. Hadegi, I think. He had 12 extra points in a game. That's by far the lead. Uh, extra points in a season. Nobody from here. Extra points in a career. Field goals, Damian Hadegay hit a 50-yarder. That is the 1A record. Uh, field goals, and no, nothing in the kicking game shows up in our area. I mean, I told you we're going to take a deep dive into the 1A stats. That's about as deep as you can get into a stats, into stats. But we are going to take our first break here on overtime. When we come back, we'll look at the series between Duncan and Fort Thomas. When did it start? How many games? Who's got the edge? And then we'll uh, look at the news and notes from the AIA executive board meeting yesterday. Coming up after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today every Wednesday at 1230 through local football and basketball season. A quick look at the... Overall record, I really thought that Duncan and Fort Thomas would have played more than this. This will be just the 20th meeting between the two schools. They first played in 1937 and 38, and then not again until the early 2000s. In 2003, to be exact, according to the archive records. Uh, Duncan leads the overall series 11 wins to 8 losses, and this again, like I said, will be the 20th game between the two in the overall series. It kicks off at 7 o'clock Friday night at Duncan High School, and we'll be there for you. Open Loop Energy pregame show at 6.45, and kickoff scheduled for 7. So yesterday, the AIA held their first executive meeting of this year, and there wasn't a ton that came out of it, but there were some things, at least some things to uh, talk about. Now, one thing that they did do... The board unanimously approved Monday to lower the postseason qualification requirement to just six regular six regular season games in 2A through 6A football. So you have to play at least six football games, 2A through 6A, to get into the playoffs. And the 1A eight-man football is requiring just four games in football. All other, eight man, all other 1A teams have to play 10 games to... All other sports in the fall have to play 10 games to get in to the playoffs. So that was something that 
Uh, they changed. There is now 12 weight classes in wrestling. Boys remain at 14 weight classes. There's some new rules uh, to beach volleyball and cross country. Um, esports is no longer an emerging sport. It's an official AIA sport now. Um, the other thing that is interesting is something about volleyball. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. For indoor volleyball, the home and visiting team's benches will be determined prior to the start of a match, and the teams will remain there during the match. So no switching this year in indoor volleyball. Uh, so that'll affect some people here with volleyball season. It's uh, just kind of a, a little thing. Uh, there were some school violations. Santan Charter Football was given a warning for their tweets by their head coach for violating the recruiting rule. So they uh, warning places the school in jeopardy of being placed on probation if another violation of any rule is committed. So I went and printed off the uh, the full the full uh, violation list to see what Santan Charter was being talked about. Okay, uh, the 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 reported violation is a tweet. The the tweet is a way of influencing a student to enroll in a school or to transfer from one school to another in order that student may participate in interscholastic athletics. Uh, the school's corrective action is a letter of reprimand put in the coach's file, training of coach on AIA bylaws, training of coach on proper social media use, and ongoing meetings with coach about the program. So that is the violation and what happened to Santan Charter for that that violation. So there wasn't there there wasn't a ton that came after it. They are going to hear some um, transfer. They're hearing transfer um, hardship cases yesterday and today. Um, so that is ongoing as well. Um, they're just getting back into it as well. So not a ton is going to. They are talking about doing an open division in basketball. Uh, Executive Director David Hines says that they are talking about it, and there could be a big school open division and a small school open division uh, in basketball. So that'd be 4A, 5A, 6A in big school, 1A, 2A, 3A in small school. And so it'd be just like they do in football where the top eight teams, 1A through 3A, would play each other in the open division and would be the open division championship. And then everybody else would play in their normal divisions. I don't really I, – I, my temperature check on that is not – huge right now um if it happens the other thing is they're talking about shot clocks uh, in high school basketball on the other hand i'm a huge fan of shot clocks in basketball or in high school basketball but that is still to come we'll take another break when we come back we'll finish up with eac's announcement yesterday of adding soccer to their sports lineup coming up right after this Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we got just a little bit of time to wrap up uh, the show today. Don't forget it'll be up as a podcast on GilaValleyCentral.net later this afternoon or wherever you can download and subscribe to podcasts, all the major platforms. Uh, yesterday, Eastern Arizona College President Todd Haney announced that Eastern Arizona College will be adding men's and women's soccer to their sports lineup starting fall of 2023. Uh, that they will be hiring a coach or slash coaches uh, after after soccer season fall uh, fall of 22, and they will have up to 24 players per team 
uh, on campus for that. Uh, the soccer soccer in the ACCAC is a very competitive sport. Um, it is high level. Um, a lot of the schools recruit uh, internationally uh, to fill those rosters. Uh, Eastern Athletic Director Jim Bagnell said that that is not the plan for them uh, to start, uh, as other teams have done, uh, but they will recruit in more of a local area, um, including the Southwest and Northwest, the same place in the Wooey area. And um, it, it'll be good. I mean, I think it's a good sport for them to start. I think that there'll be one or two players from local schools that will get to play there. And um, and hopefully people come and support it. So it'll be, it'll be nice. So that'll do it for us today. We're out of time. We'll see you. Goodbye. 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 If you'll excuse me. Goodbye. Good night. Signing off. Come to bed now. Okay.